Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? If I can be serious for a minute, for the love of God, stay away from the Dippin' Dots! My name is PC Tunney, and this might be one of the funnest episodes I personally get to do, considering we are still having malfunctioning soundboards that do not let anybody else hear it but myself and the listeners. So the gentlemen joining me on the show today, they just have to wait and listen in silence. I guess a lot of the stuff I could put in post, but I'm kind of lazy, and the open had to be played underneath me, so I didn't want to fuck with that. But we're back, DWI Podcast, episode 338. I haven't pissed anybody off yet today. We do have four people here on the show. One of them is not DPP. He is out on assignment, still getting some stuff together after the move and everything else like that, but he's doing well, I can tell you that. Joining me, though, as always, is the MVP the man who mashes his M&Ms because his mama said so. It is the one and only Christopher Platt. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, happy to be back here chopping it up. And Tony, as far as not pissing anybody off, eh, give it time. Definitely. We'll get there. Yeah, well, that's inevitable. So, <laughs> also joining us is, he's funky and fresh. He's a trivia trickster. He's got the trivia this week. He is a man, the myth, the legend. We almost fixed the audio today, but we didn't. It's AJ Belaz. Yeah, I, I hopped. I randomly saw a call early, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll help Tony out." And apparently, uh... so I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here just fucking around. Like I had to go in and open up a window in Skype so I can see if it's working or not. And I'm just sitting here with no shirt on. I just got out of the shower. I'm fucking looking around. I don't even see the screen. I'm just looking at the audio, and all of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Oh." Hey, oh, how's it going? On. Let me put a shirt. Not that I fucking care, but it's just like you know, and you don't know. I mean. I'm not, I was about to... I'm a little hairy, I'm not very tan right now, but I'm not really out of shape, so it's not that bad, was it? I only saw collarbone anyway. Oh, okay. You want to see some but... nipple? 
All right. I'm good. That's enough of this conversation. We do have a fourth member of the show today. He is, he's like the unofficial, official sixth member of the show, apparently. And, and I'm completely okay with that. He is our good friend from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. It is none other than DJ. Thank you for coming on today. It was your ears must have been ringing. You're like, oh, maybe DP's out today or something. What's going on? And I'm like, hey, just so you know, get your ass on here. Hey, I was sitting around this afternoon. I had uh, about two and a half, three hours before you guys were going live. And I'm like, sitting around, I'm like, I really need to move this along because it's rained a lot the grass is crazy but i'm like i know the guys record tonight i'm like i wonder if they've got anything going on so i shot tony a message and he's like oh as as fate would have it we could use somebody in the fourth chair so i plucked the splinters out of my ass came off the bench and here i am i love it how'd the grass cutting go hot sweaty um i'm just now calming down from it but it's done and i don't have to think about it for the rest of the weekend that's that's the great part about that in addition i feel like the older we get it it is a much needed workout during the week as well. Um, yes, if, sir. Like, honestly, if you want to get a workout, go mow someone's lawn. And I'm not talking about sitting on a fucking tractor. I'm talking about push that bitch, right? And if you really yeah. want to get at it, let's cut diagonal stripes. None of this circular motion to get it done quicker. You want to fancy pants it, right? How about, I mean, I'm nah. sure you just went and got I don't do, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that golf course mowing shit. <laughs> I, I do the spiral, get it done. <laughs> Although, you know what? It's funny, though. There's some people that cut their grass one way, but then when they're going to have a party or it's like a, a, a like a, a, a holiday weekend, then they'll give it the old holiday cut. You do that? Uh, I don't. I don't care. What you see is what you get when you come to my house. As long as the grass is cut and there aren't snakes in the yard. It's like, hey, if that's bothering you, the mower's in the uh, garage and the trimmer's right hanging above it. Go for it, man. Knock yourself out. I did that one time to my neighbor. I've got a creepy neighbor who, like, I don't know, analyzes the shit how, out of how I mow my lawn. And my front lawn, because I've got a big oak tree out front, there's a lot of dead grass. Like, it's just dirt in, like, one area. So sometimes I miss a strip. And he's up there. He's smoking a cigarette. He's watching me mow the lawn. And I'll see. He's like, you missed this lawn over there. I'm like, well, go grab your mower and catch it because I'm heading to the backyard. <laughs> He didn't like that answer very much. No, probably not. But that's like the guy who hires a plumber to come in and fix his sink and stands over and I'm asking him what he's doing the whole fucking time. So no one likes right. that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no. Hey, moment of honesty. I have never used a motorized lawnmower. You know, the one where you crank it up and shit. I've never used one. Because when really? I was a kid and, and had, yeah, because when I was a kid and had to cut the grass, it was a push mower. So it was the one where you push it and the blades turn as you're pushing it. Wow. And then when I got, yeah, and then when I got older, you know, and I was in houses, I would either pay the neighborhood kid to do it. Or when I was in real estate and construction, well, we had a guy on retainer every season to come mow the, the lawns at the office and the rental properties and shit like that. So I just have come hit my shit, too, every couple of weeks. So, yeah, nice. never used a motorized lawnmower. And now That's I'm in a crazy. condo, so it, I don't have to worry you about that You don't need shit. to, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. You must have been one buff fucking kid if you had to use those push mowers. Because I have one, and I'm like, ah, God, this is actually annoying. You, you might want to try some WD-40. It'll probably roll better for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the thing's probably like 50, 60 years old, because I'm pretty sure it was our grandfather's. But the, I'm like... The, the last the, time I... Yeah. Go ahead. The, the, the freaking lawnmower that we had, the, the motorized one, the pull and everything. I, we don't know what happened to it. It was just like, and it's dead suddenly. Have, no any of you guys, gas, have, have any of you guys ever had done the stake in the middle of the yard with the with the um with the rope and let it just let it go? No. No. <laughs> no. Me neither. That, that 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 sounds amazing, but doesn't no. it? No. It, the only uh, too much could go wrong with that though. There, there's, there's a high degree of uh, error. 
involved with that process, I'm sure. Last grass cutting anecdote here is when I was younger, we had like an acre and three quarters, and a lot of it was in the back, probably just over an acre, and it was just a square. It was like a rectangle. Like we'd play uh, baseball on it as kids all the time. Just to the north of it, there was raspberry bushes. So everybody always wanted to come over by me and, you know, eat all the fucking raspberries. So this big open space, though, was surrounded by trees. And every time I cut the, the lawn on the riding mower, well, there's nowhere to go. You're in a riding mower. And it's going, what, four, five, six miles an hour, maybe? The fucking swallows, man. The fucking swallows. I mean, for most of my life, I the, the swallows have been the best that you can get generally, you know, after a long day. But in that case of no one. OK. In the case of cutting the lawn, uh, here's I... the 11 year old Tunny cutting the lawn with a fishing net in one hand and a tennis racket in the other because these bitches are getting close. You Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to commercial. Well, DWI well, podcast number 338. Fuck Jim Cornette. We'll be right back. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, welcome back. 338 episode of DWI Podcast. Make sure you're heading on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. Tons of variety to make you look special at your next event, whether it's sports entertainment or sports entertainment. And don't forget to visit TheChairShot.com and always use your head. This week, we're going to start off with some WWE talk, and since DJ is our guest, I'm going to let him go first. How are you feeling moving towards Clash at the Castle? Triple H's era has begun, and man, oh man, all the all the people you wanted to come back that were gotten rid of recently seem to just be making their way aboard. What do you think, DJ? Oh man, there's a whole lot to unpack. I mean, just you know, just the, the returns alone, uh, pretty excited. The one I'm most excited for, I thought that uh, Johnny... Johnny Gargano's was handled to perfection. Just with him coming out there, the whole thing, the interaction with him and Austin Theory was just incredible. Definitely looking forward to seeing what they do with Johnny on the main roster. Um, as far as Clash at the Castle, that's that's going to be interesting because this is what, again, you know, when we were talking on our podcast, we kind of officially, unofficially treated SummerSlam like the last actual Vince McMahon pay-per-view, even though Vince had retired the week before. This was still had his fingerprint all over it. So this is Triple H's first official going solo. Interested to see creatively where they go with it. From a personal standpoint, I'm looking forward to Gunther and Sheamus beating the absolute shit out of each other. Big fan of meaty men slapping meat. Absolutely love Sheamus. He's an underappreciated just legend in this business. And I think that's going to be, you know, that for me is worth the price. I think AJ wants to comment. Yeah, he's got something. Go ahead, AJ. Meaty men slapping meat. Meaty That's men gonna... slapping meat. Can that please... Greg, if you're listening, that has to be the next shirt. No, I don't think so. That has Bro, who, who's walking around with a meaty men slapping meat t-shirt? No, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> what if it's a picture of, like... What if it's a picture of, like, Brock Lesnar in a meat locker? Or like, Rocky just slapping some fucking 
big old with, with, with sides like of beef. Spice daddy, yeah. Maybe it could be a uh, meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and he's in a meat locker, and he's slapping the ribs Rocky Balboa style. You know, that so, might be trademark infringement, though. So I don't, know. You don't, don't run with that idea. Hey, Frylock, I don't think we should be doing this at all. You know, I'm not, I, I, I just don't think that we should be beating up. The, this is my cousin Carl. Carl, no. What the fuck is happening today? AJ I, made it funny. That's all right. <laughs> this show's already off the rails. We are five minutes in, and we're already off the rails. That means and this is my first beer. That means we're doing something right. Let me get back yes, to sir. something you brought up, DJ. And the fact that when Gargano came back, Gargano, sorry, came back, they didn't act like him and Austin Theory, they didn't act like they didn't have a pass. And I think that was something completely new to what was happening with Vince McMahon as opposed to Triple H. Go ahead, DJ. That is something that I did want to bring up. I like the fact that they're now including NXT in the continuity. Um, it's not treated like some multiverse thing where, you know, we, we pretend once everybody comes over from up to the main roster, they didn't exist anywhere else. I like that they sent Dexter Loomis back down to NXT last week to wrap up the story with him and Indy Hartwell. Um, it's This is one aspect that I'm, I think is really, really cool under the Triple H reign. So they have also mentioned the fact, too, that the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships float across all three brands. No. Yes. And... Is that could Chris? Could that be the biggest thing that happens under Triple H's reign? Is that NXT gets taught more, tr- treated more like a third brand as opposed to a, a feeder brand? No, Tony. I think the biggest thing that's going to happen under Triple H's reign, and Undertaker talked about this. I can't remember if it was during the Austin interviews or when he was on Joe Rogan. Pardon me, I had the the belches. It, it was on one of those. I, I'm thinking, the more I think about it, I think he talked about it on Rogan, how with NXT, what Triple H was trying to do in essence was uh, kind of put the toothpaste back in the tube, meaning trying to get more closely to, you know, professional wrestling and the wrestling that we grew up watching and, and loving and this and that. I think ultimately that's going to be his biggest play. There's something to be said about sports entertainment, though. You know, sports entertainment is Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. And as much as of, sh- of a shit show that it was, I was completely sports entertained. I was in the building that night. That match was over like Rover with a four-leaf clover. Like, yeah, just in the building. But I think that's really ultimately is going to be Triple H's legacy. And the thing is, it takes time. And you see he's bringing his, his people back that he trusts, that he's familiar with, and that he was able to get over under his banner, which was NXT. But he's got to make new stars, and that just takes time. It's going to take time. It, it, it is. I mean, I, I still think that we see a lot of Vince's uh, imprints on it, on the product. That being said, the shows have been coherent. Like, has it been, like, the greatest shows in the history of wrestling? No. But they're at least coherent from week to week. You know what I mean? So it's something. And you do see some of the the minor changes kind of being implemented thus far. And I'm excited to see where it goes. As far as the the women's tag team titles, honestly, I think they're a waste of time. But if anybody can get them over and and make them feel prestigious, I I have faith in Triple H. Because you got to remember, the four horsewomen, Asuka, uh, B- Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, all of these women 
they were under the Triple H brand at one point in time. Like Triple H has done more for the for women's wrestling than anybody in the past what 30, 40, 50 years. Like he's made legitimate main event stars out of women. So yeah, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but we'll see. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't know. Vince was the one to make the call to have the main event WrestleMania. So I'll give the Okay, but but where were but where were all those women I just named before they got up to Raw and or SmackDown? Where were they? They were down in NXT cutting their bones. They got their characters together. They figured out what they were doing. They were having banger ass matches. Like I, I feel like Triple H has to take the credit for that because he groomed those women, and and not in a creepy way. Yeah, there's some just some horrible stories going on in sports and sports entertainment right now that we just don't cover on this show because. We are hoping that this is something you can just have a break and have a good time with. So that's kind of why we're staying there. You guys, it, to me, to me, this show is like the network that doesn't go to the storm coverage because if you look outside, you can just turn on the other network and listen to the storm coverage if you want. Uh, we think you're slightly intelligent in that way. Uh, there's your backhanded compliment of the day. You can follow me at it's me DPP. Um, what else we what else we got going on here, WWE guys? What else differences Vince McMahon, Triple H? I mean, anything. Let me Go pose ahead, a DJ. question. Yeah. Or, let me pose a question around the room here because Bully Where? Ray said something earlier today about Asuka. And he said at long line, he was basically complaining about WWE's treatment of Asuka, and I cannot more wholeheartedly disagree with Bully's assessment. He basically likened WWE's current treatment of Asuka to the gobbledygooker when she should be booked more like the great Muda. And I, I cannot, I, from what I'm seeing, and maybe I'm viewing it through different optics, Asuka has been booked almost to perfection. There are little points in time where you can look at and say, okay, maybe that was crap. The way she lost the, the you know, the championship originally, the way the streak, her, you know, her winning streak ended. And like Rob has always said on our podcast, there's no satisfying way to end an undefeated streak. That's why he doesn't like them. He hates any undefeated streak. He hated Goldberg's. He hated Oscars because he's right. There's no way to please all the people all the time when it comes to ending a streak. But when you look at Oscar and the way her, her career trajectory, if I can say the word, has been coming since she's been on the main roster, I think it's been awesome. And I would say it is close, more close to Muda, at least in the United States, then Bully is leading people to believe because Muda was never main, main eventer in the U.S. You know, he was always an attraction. Yeah. He was, yeah, was, was he, though? He was, he was a main eventer, man, until they buried him at that star. What was the Starcade 89 or 90? They buried him because allegedly they wanted him to turn face, but then he went back to Japan. But he was, I mean, he was working with Sting. That was the top baby face. Like, okay. that, you know what I mean? That's, that's what he's most known for in, in, in WCW or here in America. He worked with Sting, he worked with Flair. Like, those are top guys. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I mean, I, okay. I'll lean on that. But when I look at his trajectory, did he ever hold the NWA or the WCW World Heavyweight Championship? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. When I look at it from that standpoint, and when I look at Asuka, she's a multi-time women's champion. She Her win-loss record is better than most women on the main roster when you look at just televised matches. And even that includes some of the horsewomen. You know, her win-loss record is better than some of theirs. Rob pulled the numbers one time. I don't have the data in front of me. He's the data guy. All right, but hold on. Let's stop right there because okay. you can pull numbers, but WWE isn't about that. It's about the smell test. 
right? WWE's total smell test. There's people in WWE that can lose for two or three years, and within two weeks, they can be in the main event just because they're Teflon and they can come back from shit like that. To me, I think the bigger thing with Asuka is she's become more of who she actually is. I feel like Asuka is that silly, funny, crazy, weird, having good time person. You don't see any of the Instagram and TikTok stuff she does all the time, Platt. But then when you piss her off, it comes down to business. Yeah, her and Natty are the best fucking wrestlers in the game. Well, she's also a 41-year-old woman who's not trying to drop herself on her head for the rest of her life. She's there to have fun. Where's the problem with that? I I think we all agree with you. I think Platt just had a little different take on it. Yeah. No, I, I I do agree. Like she is a top. I can't say guy. I, I don't want to say girl, gal, because that might sound you know. But it, whatever. But she's a she's a main eventer. She's no, a, but she's a main eventer. I think she's what DJ and I are saying before you finish your comment is at the worst you can you can, at the the worst grade you can give WWE on booking her since she's been in the under their umbrella is like a B plus at the worst. Fair. One hundred percent agree. Okay, that's fair. The only issue that I have with the Oscar character, and it's funny to me because, and you, and you guys, oh, you don't like Oscar, huh? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, in the IWC, who they get their panties in a wide over the the slightest little whatever the fuck, it amazes me that she's been able to come out on national television and do that bullshit. Like, the, the, uh, it, it just in my head, man, the only way that shit could be any more racist is if she comes out and goes, goo, 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 Godzilla, 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 Godzilla. Like, you know what I mean? But I don't understand why the IWC gives that shit a pass, and then there's some other shit that they just, you know, lose their shit or go cuckoo for Cocoa Puzzle. Like, I've I never understood that. Now, in terms of her booking at, in WC, or WWE, of course she wasn't going to be undefeated the whole time. But she is a top star, whether good, bad, right, or wrong. She's at that that top-tier level. And she's a woman that she, you, you could always heat her up at main event, and she's a credible main event. The, the only thing that I'm going to say on Bully's behalf is the way that he perceives her is... Back when she was in in uh in Japan and everything, I was about to say Stardom, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't in Stardom. I'm not 100 sure off the top of my head. My yeah, but he, my, my, my blast isn't that full. I don't. But think even so. that is is kind of disingenuous, man, because she was doing goddamn softcore porn pictures when she yeah. was in Japan. You know what yeah, I mean? I know, I know. But like, but she was psychotic then, and you know, she kind of still had that when she was in NXT, and then out of nowhere, it's uh, no one ready for Asuka. And then, like, doing, like, the, the whole waving thing. So I understand what Bully's saying, but I don't agree with it. Because, like everyone said, you can't stay undefeated forever. That That's just not how it's going to work. It's just... It, it's just not. It's... As... She is an amazing wrestler. She is. An amazing talent. And, you know, she can pull off these goofy roles because... She's probably a goofy person. We've all seen the YouTube videos and everything. She likes being a little goofy, being a little silly and whatnot. If we've learned anything out of WWE, it's you kind of have to go through some, like, silly, dumb shit to really show who you are. And that's just exactly how that worked. So I'm not agreeing with Bully at all in this, other than, yeah, I get it. You saw her as a dominant person and a psychopath, but... Come on, you were even in there. You had a table fetish. You, right. you had a fetish we're, of putting women through tables. We're, Come on. We're going we're gonna to move on to our next segment here and next topic. But before we do that, since I've offended all of our Asian listeners, I, to them I want to say thank you for listening. 
And also, I would like to insult white people and how they talk by saying, wash, 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 wash. Please okay. do. I'm always here for the whitey slander. Let's do it. Yeah, I know. This is the only show got. you can get a white guy impersonating a black guy and a black guy impersonating a white guy. <laughs> can I have a discussion? I don't think DJ knows about that. No, but can I have a discussion to, with my fellow white people for a minute? Chris, do you mind stepping aside? <laughs> just for a second. Just for a second. Look, Chris, Chris, I, I go Chris, we got to put I mean, the... It's, it's, Chris, we'll talk about this that the black people, people hey, need to mark those. Chris, <laughs> can, you take your, can you take your earphones off and turn around? We got to put the pointy hoods on for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fellow white people, we need to have a discussion about buzz balls. Because much like uh, white claws, buzz balls ain't it, man. My girlfriend and I picked up a couple of buzz balls a couple of weeks ago, and these things are the shits. Like, who, who actually does that? Have you guys tried the buzz balls? Do you know what I'm talking about? We know yeah, the white I, claws, I but we don't know the buzz balls. I, I, buzz ball, I actually know the buzz balls. I, I didn't do. know what the hell was happening. <laughs> so, so to give clarification, this is like, for, man, for, the other for two, once in my life, I'm really happy to be black. <laughs> clarification on the other two and people that don't know what the fuck these are these are like mini cocktails in like a ball like a it, it it's an actual ball full of a mini cocktail that's already made oh, okay. i'll be yeah, right back i actually have one in the fridge i'll show you guys what it looks like i've seen them at the counter at the store. i know what you're talking about yeah uh, i've never the, the only the and for only all of you listening i've ever had one yeah was Andrew and I had to do a road trip, and we were like, fuck it, let's take some for the road. Who the hell cares? They're small enough. All you do is just crack it open, drink it, and throw it in the back seat, and it'll roll under the seat. Cops ain't going to find it unless they pull us over. Oh, boy. They pulled you over. Right? No, they didn't, surprisingly. But well, right, that, if you want to know that, what that, they look like, DJ's showing us yeah. right now. If you want to know what they look like, head over to at the Mindless Pod. And he'll probably have a picture of him drinking one on there by the time. I'm not going to drink it, but I'll take a picture of it. By the time you listen to this. I already tried one. It was the shits. By the time you listen to this podcast. I'd rather lick my armpit. All right. Yeah, it's it's really not that good. Quick commercial break. It's just something to get a quick buzz and you're driving. I do like the white claws, though. I just had to throw that out there. 338. There's no laws when you're drinking buzz balls. Or is it white claws? We'll be right back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head well it's as simple as this just when they think they got the answers i change the culture that's right you can hear the music you can hear cult of personality it's time to talk a little cm punk who has been all over the airwaves of many a wrestling podcast for the last few weeks another pipe bomb his actual condition, what happened this past week on NXT, and to kick it off this week, the man who wanted to bring this up, get his two cents in, because he couldn't last week. That's my fault. Christopher, why don't you take us on this journey? Well, they don't know unless you tell them, Tony, but I I'm told them last honest- week when I recorded a show by myself. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
well, touche. But <laughs> yeah, that I, I I totally listened to, and and was uh extremely entertained. <laughs> yeah, I listen. Yeah, I listen to Sarcasm it too. Is unbecoming of I you. listen to this show all the time. <laughs> Honestly, gentlemen, I'd like to kind of go around the horn, man, because I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. I mean, so last week he had the the reference to Hangman Page, allegedly, if it's to be believed, that was a receipt for something that Hangman said during their feud, yada yada yada. And then during that show, AEW, the main event that was supposed to be at All Out, they switch it to Cleveland. Shout out to Cleveland, by the way. And the match goes off. It's basically a a virtual squash match for Moxley. He goes over, and now everybody's looking like, what the fuck? I mean, obviously, we should have known something was up because when they announced that it wasn't going to be the main event, we should have knew, you know, the fix was in or the, you know, some some bullshit was going to happen. But I, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Like, and then everybody's saying, oh, well, you know, maybe that's because he's leaving the company, blah, 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 that. But if Dave Meltzer is to be believed, and Ooh. honestly, I think he's he's credible in this particular instance because, you know, know, he's clicked in with no the, the all is. elite guys and, and pretty Tony Khan and everything. He's saying that the scheduled main event for All Out is still Punk and Moxley. So I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Is this just some uh, all elaborate ruse that Pretty Tony pulled one over on us trying to get some buzz for his company? Which, honestly, I could see that being the case because they have lost a lot of momentum lately. And, you know, Triple H is the the indie da- or the uh, IWC darling at this particular point in time. Is that what's going on? And is this all leading up to the eventual CM Punk heel turn where it's a, a, a instance where everybody that was saying the things about him that they were saying they turned out to be right because I'm I'm all here for a, a heel CM Punk. I think he's much more entertaining as a heel as as opposed to this kissing the babies, giving out ice cream baby face. You know, um, yeah. I, I just want to kind of get you guys' thoughts, man, and I wanted to talk about because I think it's interesting and it's very pertinent in wrestling. And honestly, I think ultimately this leads to a CM Punk heel turn, and MJF returns as the conquering hero. And ultimately gets the belt off of him. So I think it, we're we're doing a bit of a double turn here. If that's the case, that's fascinating. I don't know. AEW seems like it's a mess right now. Gentlemen, what's going on? Well, I mean, I'm just saying this. You're also going. You, 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 I know both the Jays here hate Sam Punk. <laughs> so I, I'm. I. I I don't really have a care for it, not because it's AEW, but because CM Punk, all right, yeah, he he did his roundhouse kick, he re-injured his leg. The one thing that I'm going to yell at the IWC for, because they're like, oh, he didn't hurt the leg that he made contact with. No shit, he hurt the leg that he planted his foot with where all of his weight is, that actually made sense. But then he got annihilated by Moxley, and then everything else, and... Going back to the whole AEW All Out pay-per-view, the main event's still supposed to be Punk versus Moxley for the AEW championship, and, you know, Punk's supposed to be this asshole. I'm sorry, I thought the win-loss stuff was supposed to matter, because if the win-loss records matter, Buddy Matthews is 8-1, and one, CM Punk is 11-2. and two. CM Punk's 20. And... CM Punk's 20-2. He's still 2. Punk is still, or Buddy Matthews is still. But in a world where records mean something, I would imagine title rematches exist as well. Really? Did did Jericho get his rematch right away? 
did this did is why hangman this is, a, this is why i don't argue with people about aew why, because exactly it, because, because it's just you're not right rules. and i'm not right and aw sure as fuck isn't right either so it's no one wins i'm just stating cm punk this is his second loss you have people who are x and one there might be some people who are undefeated this year because they go by years instead of all together like overall Whatever. That's why. That's why the press, the premise of the record mattering is mattering is stupid. In exactly. turn, and I don't want to insult you. In turn, you paying attention to it is it's also stupid. yes. But it's also, you know, you can't say win loss records matter, and then when you have people who are X and one, and someone who's getting a rematch who is X and two, X and one still better than X and two. Yeah, you're just preaching to the choir now. DJ, what do you got? Oh, man, this is a tough call. We actually, we recorded Wednesday night, and that match, uh, we had uh, Jim, Big Jim from Three Count Thursday on, and he and Rob both had the match on while we were recording, and Jim found it odd that they went on like right at the, in the middle of the show, right in the, uh, the, the 9 o'clock hour Eastern time, 8 o'clock, I think, Central, whatever, and like five minutes later, Rob's on there like, it's over. Like, what do you mean it's over? <laughs> He's like, he squashed them. It's over. And, and we were all just so there's actually on our on our episode this week, there's live, um, you know, reactions to that whole thing. It's it's really hard to say, because at least on paper, if you if you go by what you're reading and take it at face value right now, AEW is a mess. And a CM Punk is doing what Phil Brooks does. And I'm separating CM Punk, the bell to bell wrestler from Phil Brooks, the the backstage menace. And, you know, if, if the reports are to be believed, then, you know, he's pulling what he pulls. And this is their way of trying to transition him away from things or Tony's way of finally taking control of what's going on in the locker room because there's a lot of scuttlebutt that the locker room is a mess. The inmates are running the asylum. And, you know, Tony's got to stop being everybody's buddy and be a boss. And he, he just has had a hard time doing that. Supposedly, he pulled a creative meeting with the entire talent staff uh, right before Dynamite on Wednesday night. And again, if the reports should be believed, he basically told he wasn't going to be bullied by the talent. Um, again, we're taking all of this as at face value as, as to what we're seeing and what we're hearing. So as far as like the CM Punk, I agree with AJ a lot. The internet wrestling community was idiots. Yeah, he kicked him in the head with the good foot, but he pivoted, he planted on the bad foot. That's where all your weight went. That's the injury you're going to sell. And there are some people that believe he still has a legitimate foot injury. And, you know, so is he actually going to be able to work the match, you know, in, in nine days or, you know, are they going to find something else? I, I don't know. It's, it's very weird as a overall commodity. I could give two shits less about CM Punk these days. I checked out on him about eight years ago, but it's intriguing because how much of it is work? How much of it is shoot? The only issue that I have is that if a lot of it is us being worked, they're going with this, trying to blur the lines between reality and and TV. And I think they may be pushing it a little too far on this one. Just in, I don't know. It's, it sounds a bit contrived to me. The one thing, I mean, on what? Go, go ahead, Sonny. No, you you go ahead. Definitely, you've been I, waiting to talk. No, I was going to say, on one hand, it's working 
because we're talking about them. And this was a promotion that had lost a lot of steam lately and had lost the the headlines in the, the wrestling media lately. So that works. On the other hand, it all sounds very Russo-ish. And not good Russo when he had his Barbera, because I always say pretty Tony needs bro, a Barbera, bro, like, like uh, Hannah Barbera. Are you telling me that we doing 2000s Russo, bro? Oh, God. That's exactly what I'm saying, which your brother's, clearly that your brother's, work out well for anybody. Your brother's Russo is way better than yours, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't like New York, so. I mean, this I is late, just, this I mean, is late I, WCW TNA Russo we're talking about here. Yeah, and that's not going to work out well for anybody. And that's Tony's biggest problem is he's too busy trying to work the marks. Well, so here's the thing. That's the one thing Punk is as good or better than everybody else is blurring the line. Right? Keeping you guessing uh, what's actually going on. And he's okay with you thinking he went rogue. And he's okay with you thinking that he got told to do something. Right? Because that's part of the character. The problem is Tony Khan, like you said. And the thing is about him is... If you want to, like, I'm not going to take any more crap from the locker room. I'm not going to be bullied anymore. You don't call a meeting and tell people that. You just start making fucking decisions because guess what? People are going to goddamn notice actions way quicker than they're going to notice your fucking mouth. He just has too much going on, and let alone he, he should take doesn't a page. know what he's doing. He should take a and page. And he's listening to the wrong people, from Vince frankly. Ma- from Vince McMahon. And listen to this podcast. I'd tell him what to do. Just like I told Vince what to do. Think about all the main events we called on this show. One of the smartest mantras Vince McMahon ever had was don't let the talent hold you hostage. And for for every guy who may have an issue with the Sean Michaels or Brock Lesnar. uh, Yeah, unless there's somebody, you know, know, there's that, there's that as well. But yeah. He might be too nice for the wrestling business, quite frankly. Because from he all accounts, he wants to be like everybody's buddy, and that's yeah. a problem, man. Uh-huh. It's... Yeah. You, you can't befriend the people that you hire all the You're... time. You got to make sure you put the foot down at some point. What is it, Robert? Robert I'm going to say this, and we're going to move on because we got some other stuff to get to quickly in wrestling before we got trivia and Seinfeld this week. We got DJ on from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast right here, DWI 338. Is it, it, it's just the more you stand for, the less you fall for. That's Tony Khan. He doesn't stand for shit right now, so he's falling for fucking everything. Fair enough. AJ, let's go across the big old sea. And we haven't talked New Japan in a while, but when you say G1 and you put Okada in that sentence, I think it's something to talk about. Yeah, so yeah, I gotta put my Belaz hat on. I gotta, I gotta put the A Belaz moniker on there. Talk about a little bit of Japan here. The G1 climax has concluded. As everyone might know, the G1 climax, big tournament that they have in the middle of the year to set up the next world's champion. The winner gets a their big world title match with, at Survivor Series, right? I'm gonna beat you with a shoe. <laughs> No, you're going to tie me down and tell me the rules of the King of the Mountain. (laughs) I will tell you the fucking rules of the King of the Mountain. I thought the the, uh, winner got a Honda Accord or some shit. Winner gets a briefcase. You have to actually defend the briefcase like a championship (laughs) with the people that you lost to in your block. Think of blocks like a conference in the NFL or like East versus West in in the NBA. 
This year they did four blocks, which I'm not a fan of at all. That was weird to me. They had an A block, B, C, and D. Um, as we just alluded to just now, Okada was the winner of the G1 Climax, winning the A block. He The winners were uh, Okada, Tama Tonga won B block, Tetsuya Naito was C block, and Will Ospreay was D block. So why, um, why, why, like, I know we want to talk about this, but why is it good or bad that Okada won? And what, what, like, what, what, why is that not, it seems like that's something you wouldn't have done. It's not something that I wouldn't have done, because if you're going to make it, if you're going to make it where it's safe and it has a story since Jay White is the current world's champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling, it does make sense because Tama Tonga, if people don't know, has a little bit of a gripe with Jay White due to the fact that Jay White kicked him out of Bullet Club on Impact, beat the crap out of him, and took the Good Brothers in and kicked the Tongans out. So Tama Tonga got his revenge. He will get a world title shot before Wrestle Kingdom in January because if you beat people in your block, if you beat the world champion in your block, you get a championship opportunity, which he did do, but he wasn't the winner of his block. So whoever is beaten Okada gets a shot at trying to take that ch- uh, the uh, briefcase, and whoever has beaten Jay White gets to face Jay White for the championship yeah. until Wrestle Kingdom. I have no issues at all with Kazuchika Okada winning the G1 at the moment because it's the safest bet. Tonga technically... Tama got his revenge against Jay White. Tetsuya Naito was kind of the odd one out, surprisingly enough, in all of this. And Will Ospreay, Ospreay wanted to be the guy again. He wanted to win because he used to be a champion. So Chris just wants to know how Tokyo 3K did. He didn't do well. Shut up. Um, no, but... I, I actually had a real question, you dick, but go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, what? no, go ahead and ask your question because mine's going to be a broader scope moving us away from this topic. Okay, cool. Because, uh, well, I was going to say, because Okada's come out and it said he's not here for that briefcase shit. He feels like the winner of the G1 should be the one that faces, uh, excuse me, that faces the champion at Wrestle Kingdom. So he's come out and said he's not playing ball and he's got some matches lined up, but the briefcase isn't on the line for them. Okay. Which is perfectly fine. If If you watched last year's G1, which he won as well, he had no respect for this new title that came out. Usually, that like makes I said, two of us. <laughs> pe- people <laughs> will people will come out with a briefcase and it'll say G1 Climax, whatever number. I think this is 32 or 33 off the top of my head. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not looking at a list. But it'll say the winner and then say 1-4-23 and then that's their championship opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom. So Okada kind of did, like, a double middle finger for his briefcase, and he just made it the old belt. He just carried the old belt around as the briefcase. So we kind of got a clearer picture of where we're starting to head as far as Wrestle Kingdom goes, correct? Correct. At the current moment in time, unless Okada or Jay White loses the championship, it's going to be Okada versus White. Okay. And Jay White's not losing so, the, the title to Tama Tonga. He's going to get his I'm win back because I'm going to beat back him at the uh, one. So. To 
WWE relationship. Okay. A lot of guys that are on top in Japan thought twice about coming over to WWE because of the way Shinsuke never won the title, maybe has gotten booked, kind of left in the mid card. I also don't have a problem with the way Shinsuke has been booked. I still think he's going, especially now, he might get that world title. I wouldn't give him the B plus and the low end that Asuka got, but he's had some pretty impressive things happen. But my question is, with Hunter in charge now, things changing. Do you think there's a better chance of seeing any of these top stars? Because, I mean, like, Okada's the guy that you would... I mean, if you could pick one guy, in my opinion, to come over to WWE, if they could do it right, it would be Okada out of everybody that hasn't been there. I personally don't think Okada would be the one to go over Sure, there. but I mean all the rest of the top guys, too. If anyone is going to go over there as one of the top guys, it, there's only two that come into my mind, and that's Hiroshi Tanahashi, because, you know, yeah, he's like 40, he's he's 40 he's years old, I believe, and he's kind of busted up, but like a one-off match against someone, maybe even a one-off match against Shinsuke, who knows? You know, give, give a little bit like a like a international match, who knows? I'm not saying that will happen. What I think would actually happen, and as much as it kind of doesn't make sense, but does make sense at the same time, would be Will Ospreay, since his girlfriend, fiance, wife, I don't know exactly what her relation is to Ospreay is. I know they're together. B Priestley, or as we know her, Blair Davenport and NXT at the moment. He might come over to just do whatever, or... I almost forgot about one other person, Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson might come back. I meant DJ Parker. Event, main event but... people. So thank you for trading off that path. <laughs> Anybody plan? The day Juice Robinson no. means events a pay-per-view for the WWE is the day. I don't even have to make a fucking funny, stupid thing because it's not going to happen. Go ahead, Chris. I fox with Juice, man, so I'm just saying that. But um, if um, I'm a, a Japanese talent, man, I'm not coming over here. I'm not. I mean, if if there's one thing that America has a proven track record of, it's not knowing what to do with Asian talent. Like, Asuka is the exception, not the rule. And Muda, to a lesser extent, is also the exception and not the rule. I'm not coming over here. Fuck y'all. All right. I mean, that's fair. Not guess... disagreeing, that is fair. We'll end it there. Plenty of wrestling talk to be had today on the DWI podcast. All over the globe we went. Talked a whole bunch of good stuff. Go ahead, AJ. Also, this will not be a trivia question, but a little fun fact. Uh, Okada, because he won the G1 this year, has the most G1 Climax victories with four. Well, thank God we waited to hear that. You're listening to the 338th edition. I appreciate that. Of the DWI podcast. I love you, AJ. You know that. Uh, I can now retire from podcasting. Uh, that was great. All right. As, <laughs> he, jer you, as he jerks off his middle finger, uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the share shot. We'll be right back with some trivia. -A. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
oh good i did i i thought for a second there i wasn't gonna get my cue because of our technical sound difficulty no i'm well, kidding yeah. speaking of technical difficulties we lost dj so we'll see if he pops back in for trivia or not uh he was, I, I was, it seems I was like technical difficulties message. are just going around these days, so I'll shut yeah. up and let you conduct your trivia, sir. Welcome welcome to AJ Belaz's Funky Fresh Trivia. Yeah. You know what I'm more curious Sexy. about, and I know I know people, people didn't know about this beforehand, but last week with trivia that we were supposed to have, you said you had trivia. I did. Oh, do you guys, you didn't listen to the show, so you want to know what the questions were? <laughs> I put it in the I put it in the DM though. You guys can go look it back in the DM or go back. I know, cause I listened. No, I'm didn't. not gonna give them away here for you free. Look, you looked, but in, um, you yeah, looked in the DM. You both looked in the DM. One of you did. In the Twitter, it or probably the, wasn't or the me. Text <laughs> message. <laughs> I put it in the Chairshot Radio DM last Friday. If somebody looked in there. It probably wasn't me. It wasn't me I'm either. Saying, That's why I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. You know, I gave oh, away fans. one of the answers already on the show today. It was what was Punk's overall record in AEW? It's twenty and one. Who was the last person Punk defeated on WWE TV? Um, don't say anything. It was uh. The validity of the answers given here are I it's can't shield. I can't it's verify. Shield. It's the Shield. No, nah, wasn't. Who was it? Billy Gunn. It was yeah. Oh, Billy Gunn. Yeah. yeah. January back when the New Age Outlaws came back. Between AEW, WWE, and ROH, how many titles has Punk won? Oh, World geez. titles or titles altogether? The question no. is, between AEW, WWE, and ROH, how many titles has Punk won? I don't know, 32? Shit. No, I think it's like 17. 12. One AEW world title, one ROH world title, two ROH tag, the ECW, three world title, two WWE title, two, one tag, and one IC. WWE. Hey, I, I, knew, I knew it wasn't a lot. There you go. Extra I, trivia today. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of extra trivia. I'm going I'm, to... I'm, yeah. I'm asking DJ if he's coming back. Whoa, but what yeah. No, no, you don't conduct the show. No, no, I conduct no, no, the show. No, no, no. I'm, I'm wondering what Blaine's gonna say. Let's go. Start the trivia. What's we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna say? skip it. I don't know what Blaine's gonna say. What? And now the world will never know. We're not gonna have trivia right now, or wait, what? Way to go, Tiny. Way to go. What did way I do? Go. I was intrigued as to what Platt was gonna say. About what? That's the point. I, I don't know. Who cares what he's going to say? This is trivia. Ask the fucking questions. All right, fine. Platt, door number one, door number two, or door number three? Oh, well, thank you for asking me, Adam. I'm going to say door number one. That was actually perfect timing, even though you didn't hear it. <laughs> for a second, I was like, oh, shit, my shit's working. And I was like, no, you just, <laughs> you just fucking did it. No, we're just assholes. Uh, who has the most TNA slash Impact World Championship reigns? Not NWA. I have to make a clarification on that. Specifically TNA and Impact. All right. Jeopardy music is playing. Oh, man. Who has the most TNA? Nobody cares. Hmm. 
world title? World title. You know what? Fuck it. I know you said no uh, NWA, but you know what? Fuck it. So I already know who Platt's going to put now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he said NWA, and I'm like, all right, I already know what he's going to do. Man, I don't know. Ah, yeah. uh, fuck, I don't know. I'll just put this. God damn it, this is wrong. Good, good, good old country music star. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on so, the clock keep spinning too. Go ahead. I already right, put so my Tony, fucking answer up. Tony says put yours angle. Up? Tony says angle. Chris Pla- says Jeff Jarrett. Say Jeff Jarrett. Yes. <laughs> not Jarrett. Tony has a point. It's angle. Bro, look look what I had, though. Look, look, look. Can you see what I had there initially? Yeah, you have perk angle, and then you scratch it off perk with Jeff angle. Jarrett. Because you said, <laughs> hey, perk angle's the best angle. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Pop that perk. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. No puta para me. Mine is always the best one. Door number two or door number three. Uh, let's take number three. Number three. <laughs> I'm not going to fix it if you're going to do it, none, because when I have, when you hear it, you don't do it. I just know you did it, so that's why. Which western wrestler? Excuse me. Western. I.e. White. I.e. White. Keep going. Which western wrestler? White. Did the submission move first? Oh yeah, because there's tons of black wrestlers in fucking Asia, Chris. (laughs) Dickhead. Bret Hart or Sting? Wait, 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 start over. What's the fucking question? The question is which wrestler, which white wrestler did the submission move first? Iceman King Parsons did it first. Why don't you just say who did the Scorpio Deathlock or Sharpshooter first, Bret Hart or Sting? Big Cat Ernie Land did it first. (laughs) Fucking Bearcat Wright did it first. Jeopardy's playing. Orville Brown did it first. (laughs) I mean, you didn't specify where, so this is a really easy question to answer. Uh, Who did it first, Bret? Bret or Sting? There's no way Sting did it first unless you're talking about in a professional wrestling ring. In a professional wrestling ring, who did it first, Brett or fucking Sting? That to be done by now, man. It's been 30 seconds. All right. Yeah, it's done. Because the person who used to do it was in Japan. The originator's in Japan. Platt says Sting. Tony says Brett. Platt's correct. I don't think so. In a Whoa, fresh, there's no way that Brett didn't do that up in Calgary or Montreal or Toronto and Canada before. What? What nobody talking about Canada? Set a professional wrestling ring. Yes, it was Canada, Canada. There's like, not. Was, there's no professional wrestling rings in Canada. That's not Western. That's like. What the fuck? Oh my God! This. Fine, just for the sake of fucking ratings, it can be one to one. Give us the last damn question. Do 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 do
Sylvester. Just saying, Stallone. Canada's a whole other. Uh, Jesus yeah, Christ, whole... Platt, you got the damn point correct, anyways. Hey, Even what's if that all about? Says no. Because <laughs> the fucking originator of the move was Riki Choshu in Japan, and the fucking name was literally called the Scorpion Lock. And Conan taught it to Bret Hart when he in fucking. WWF. Right, and Brett never put a sharpshooter on in Canada anywhere. Conan was in WWE for three and a half minutes. How the hell did he... Yes, and he taught Brett the move because Sting did it first. That's all it took was three and a half minutes to learn that fucking move, Chris. It's not that hard. That's the last damn question. What is the last championship that WWE defunct? All right, here we go. Last it's championship the band. WWE. Smells like Pitman's grits. It's gonna be funky. Oh, Jeopardy. Uh, Last title that they defunct. That NXT shit doesn't count, right? We're talking main roster shit, right? I said WWE. Does NXT not count for WWE? That's the fuck I'm asking you, sir. And I gave you your answer. Oh, go fuck yourself. It's going to be some NXT UK bullshit. Ben, no, it's not because Big they ben. aren't fucking defunct yet. Big Ben, you can't. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. You fucking Muppets. I'll give you the last three. In order. Yeah. He put the Divas Championship, which was the third last one. And the one before that was the Yolo County Championship that AJ won tags. But it's the NXT Women's Tag Titles. They still have those, sir. They're still around. No, they have champions. They're both yes, they are. defunct. Oh, my yeah, God. Now, now, I, now I have to find a tiebreaker question because none of you got it right. It was the Yolo County Tag Team Championship. So what the, the fuck, fuck is the Yolo County Tag Team fucking oh, title? Platt. Platt, it's What's the, Platt, the, Platt, Platt, it's the yes. Cruiserweight title. What's it's a Cruiserweight it? title. Oh, shit. Didn't yeah. nobody remember that. I shit, know. Man. I thought exactly. about it right when we were done fucking around. It's the Cruiserweight I, title. It got and it got absorbed to the North American when Carmelo Hayes won it. So, uh, fuck out of here. These dumbass questions. Apparently, multiple lightning bolts have multiple multiple lightning bolts have struck DJ's house, but he's okay. But he's not gonna be back on the show today. So thank God he was already thank God he was already bald. Thanks for coming on, DJ. We love you. No, no lightning struck his house. Shut the fuck up. I was about to say what the fuck, man. Lightning can strike houses, man. I have a story, but but go ahead, man. All right, I do have a tiebreaker question. Thank God. And this is going to be close without going over. Seven. Since we already asked. 14. How many 21. World t- how many TNA Impact titles I mean, did Kurt Angle win? Now you know how I feel. Jesus. That was for Mags. How What's the rules of King of the Mountain? All right, Chris, how many did he win? How many? What It was Angle. How many did he win? How many did he win? How, how many TNA Impact World Titles did he win? He has the most reigns. How many did he win? Seven. Close with that That's going over. Answer. Seven's my answer. If, if Tony I says seven. Six. I say six. It's probably Platt eight. Got it. No, Platt got it. It's six. I should have let him write Total it down. Be- he probably wrote it three. Time. We're out of here. I take my dude. Play that music, <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> uh-
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I wonder what happened to my fiancé. I know he's here somewhere. Ellen, have you seen my fiancé? He's upstairs. Are you going upstairs? Tell my fiancé I'm looking for him. <laughs> I have lost my fiancé, the poor baby. <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> The dingo ate your baby. That's right. The lady looking for her fiancé. Where could her fiancé be? It's possible that the dingo could have eaten her baby. Which is a wonderful line from the show. Elaine, one of her most classic lines of all time. And she goes, what did you say? She goes, maybe the dingo ate your baby. Well, gentlemen, how did you enjoy The Stranded? The storyline goes, George has uh, George is a real estate agent, and he gets invited to a party out on Long Island. Jerry wants nothing to do with it. George says he'll drive. So he's like, okay, I'll go. So Elaine jumps in with them. They get out to this party. George ends up realizing that the girl from his office that invited him to the party wants him to make love to her, which causes a whole other problem. But Jerry says yes in guy code. If you go to a party with a guy and he's your ride and he gets a girl, you, you just find a way home. That's it. I don't know how the code goes if you're with a friend of yours that's a girl, both of yours, then what, what changes that? But Jerry was like, yeah, peace out, bro. Go get it done as George is worrying about whether or not he can make love. He's getting a little nervous. So they end up stranded at Michael Chiklis's house. And they got to call the K-Man to come all the way out to Long Island to find them. Michael Chiklis' wife is less than happy with them being there. Kramer can't remember the address. He remembers the numbers. <laughs> he remembers the numbers. I remember the street. <laughs> so I remember the numbers, but I didn't know what number they were in. So I just kept I just kept going up to houses. I tried 7583, 3587, 8537. And then eventually at 2.30 in the morning, he shows up. Jerry, apologetic to Michael Chiklis, says, here's my number. Anytime you're in the city, you want to hang out, come on by. And gentlemen... Let's start there. Have you ever made an offer to someone that you would hope they wouldn't cash in on? Because Jerry was less yes. than thrilled when Michael Chick, when the commish showed up his house in order to hook her, by the way. Yep. In order to hook her, like you yep. buried the lead. Like that's, that's the funniest part of the whole episode to me. He got drunk with Kramer in order to hook her that Jerry had to pay for and then go to jail for. <laughs> yep. Have I ever made a deal where it's someone where they wanted, where I didn't want them to actually take on it? Yes. Have they? Yes. Do I regret it? Yes. I'm not saying that story on air. But it had absolutely nothing to do with a prostitute. That's all I'm going to say. But that is such a bro thing to do, and I agree with Jerry making sure that, you know, George, you get, get your nut. Get oh. your nut. We got this. No, no, no. That violates bro code, man. Bro code that states we... The bro code that violates bro code. Bro code states we came together, we leave together. No, 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 no. Listen, here, no, no. Listen, because the girl I was think it's DTS. Different. She was, she, nah, she was down to fuck. They could have dropped the lane and Jerry off at Elaine's house or Jor or uh, Jerry's house, and then the other one could have caught a cab back, man. But you don't leave your, you don't leave your men stranded on the battlefield. You just don't. That's all bad. But what if you the don't... men, because it was Jerry's idea? What, what if the men had the idea of no, no, no? You get that nut, we'll go. 
Okay, that's fair. different. It, that's different. That's what happened. That, that, that is different. That, that is, is exactly what happened. That, that's different. But still, man, I'm like, yeah, we came together, we leave together, man. I'm not gonna leave you out here stranded. And, and and depending on Kramer of all fucking people to give you a ride back. Come on now. So the worst part about driving back though, is Kramer's got a convertible and the the hood the hood, the roof won't come up anymore. So forty minutes going seventy miles an hour, everybody's sick the next day. Hey, I uh, said it, it two it weeks ago before when we previewed this episode for the following week. Is This isn't one of my favorite episodes because we pretty much just talked about all of it. This is kind of one of those yeah. where I feel like they kind of get stretched a little thin. You get to that 10th episode. Jerry o and Larry David always said, the first 10, get there, and then we just kind of wheel and deal after that. So the rest of well, the season gets crazy. Um, not in love with this one, but I don't know. Go ahead. What, do you, what else you guys got? I can't. I can't wait till we get to O'Brien, man. <laughs> the, the, yes. The other thing about the episode is uh, apparently Larry David hated this so much. It was supposed to be in season two, and he just went, I don't like this, fuck it, and he threw it into season three. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to come up with 26 episodes, 20 episodes, and, 16 yeah, episodes. You know? Television, yeah. You have a lot of fluff and filler in network television, man. You just pray that the... Uh, People will enjoy your characters enough that you can get away with some shit like that and throw the occasional flashback episode in there and whatnot, and voila, there you go. I mean, there's not really much else to say other than uh, don't shortchange me a tenor. Yes, very true, very true, that's right. Maybe don't invite hookers to a dude's house that you barely know and then refuse to pay them. No, that's perfectly fine, yeah, yeah. And what did George go to jail for? I, I can't remember. He didn't go to jail. He just got dragged out by a security guard because yeah, he, he tried to steal Jerry's medicine because the lady right, shorted him a pen. Right. And he was buying, yeah, because yeah, he owed him the tenor. That's right. Touche. Yeah, that's how the episode started. Mm-hmm. Well, next and week. They we... both, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. They both got. No, I ain't got shit good, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I, there's nothing left to talk about this one, really. Um, Next week, the alternate side. Elaine dates the old man who has the heart attack. George can't park the cars. I think Kramer's in the Woody Allen movie too, right? I think so. Kramer is in the Woody the, Allen movie. These pretzels movie, yes. are making me thirsty. Yes. <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty. 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 I wonder if is it still called Yankee Soup if it's in the South? Mm. Oh boy! All right, gentlemen, that's all I got this week. What else you got? Anything before we get the fuck out of here? Uh, apparently, R.I.P. to our fallen comrade DJ. No, he's okay. It's he's been fine. great knowing you. He's fine. And he doesn't look any. He's our... with me the memories <laughs> to be my sunshine. After the rain, it's so hard to say goodbye to DJ. I muted Platt. This is the first time I've ever muted anybody on this whole entire fucking show. I muted the shit out of him. So I, I while he's figuring out how to unmute himself, AJ, tell everybody where they can find you. 
You can find me on Twitter at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. You can also find a bunch of stuff of mine and others on the chairshot.com, the article section, along with everything else, professional wrestling, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. I'm kind of going, I'm three for th- three for five, I guess, technically, with my people who could return. I know one of them is a long stretch, but I got Gargano. Apparently, Bronson Reed is, rumorly, is uh, rumored heavily, along with Bray Wyatt making a debut at Clash, Cla- uh, Clash of, Clash uh, of the Clowns. Me, the Castle. Clash of the Clowns. Yeah. And hey, I, the only long stretch that I have is James Storm, in all honesty. But hey, go check that out on pro, on the chairshot.com, along with prosnts.com forward slash the chairshot. Find a bunch of clothes. We already heard the uh, entire spiel before. Thanks for telling everybody where they can find you, AJ. Chris, unmute yourself and tell I everybody where they can. Pro- I said phenomenal AJB, AJB in all caps. It's the first thing I say. Yeah, what do we need all the rest of that shit for? Hey, man, y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. And again, RIP to our, our fallen oh comrade. My God, our you brother. guys are both driving me nuts. Look at AJ's like sucking he's plan. Dead. He's not dead. He's and dead. if you want to find no, out, no, I if think he's, he's dead. dead. I feel like he's dead pod. now. I was totally against it, but now I feel like I might have might have talked me into it. You can follow me at PC Tony. You can follow DP at it's me DPP. You can follow the show at Podcast DWI on the Twitter and at at DWI Podcast on Facebook, ChairShot.com. Um, I don't know. I I I've been like trying to come up with a new ending. I don't really have one, so I'm just gonna play some Mean Street Posse for you. Say goodbye. I mean, if if you want to know if. You want to know if DJ's dead? Go follow him at Mindless Pod. And DJ's been living on Planet Earth! Maybe he was just a DJ was just a gift from the heavens and he had to return similar to like Brad Pitt and meet Joe Black or, or just trying to say ET. the word. You just want to say the word transition, or, don't you? Or, or them old folks in cocoon. DJ's fine, folks. We're out of here. The chair Always use your head. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.